today I'd like to discuss uh, some important lessons in the service of God uh, that we can learn from the story of Cain and Hevel, Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel were not Jews. Even in the broadest sense of the word, the first Jew would be Avraham, Abraham. Um, so this is uh, an instance of the Torah. Uh, before we even begin uh, the family of Abraham, uh, that um, is discussed and actually relates to some very fundamental messages about the service of Hashem. So let's take a look. Perig Dalid, Puzzle Gimel. Chapter 4, verse 3. So Cain and Abel were the children of the first man, Adam. Adam and Chava, his wife, Eve. And um, they uh, both, as a result of the curse of Adam, that man had to work in order to gain sustenance and, and support himself and his needs, they both uh, found occupations for themselves. Hevel was a roi son. Hevel was a shepherd of the flocks. And Cain worked the fields. Right away, um, we see a difference in the development of the characters of Hevel and Cain from this very first verse. Hevel involved in himself in an occupation in which he dominated nature. A shepherd directs his flock where to go. He shears the wool off of them. Uh, there's a basically a, a shepherd is a leader. Of course, he takes care of his flock, but there is an extent of and an element of dominion over the flock. Cain, on the other hand, he worked the earth. When you work the earth, there's actually more of a, uh, an element of dependency uh, and, and servitude and anxiety when someone works the earth because the crop is going to depend on the richness of the soil. It's going to depend on uh, whether it rains or not and how much, uh, and how much irrigation there is. Um, there, there, it lacks that element of dominion over it. You don't direct the earth in the same way as, you, as a, as a uh, shepherd directs his flock. Now all this is an allusion to the following. Hevel worked on dominating his sown, his flocks, meaning the animalistic side of himself. He worked on that. Cain, on the other hand, he was dominated by the earthly side of himself. And unfortunately, he uh, was subject to his own instincts. So before we even begin to tell the story about their relationship to God and spiritual things, we've, the first topic of discussion is their character. Because similarly, in a person's service of God, before you even begin to think about, is there a creator, etc., the first thing is character, discipline. Making sure a person's intellect, in terms of doing what's right and ethical, dominates and trumps the instincts of the body. So that's our first verse. Immediately after this, after being told that Hevel perfected his character to a much greater degree than Cain did, we continue to the next verse. Vahimi Kate's Yamim, 
And it was after days or after a period of time, Cain brought from the fruit of the field or from the earth as an offering to God. There's no mention in this verse as to the quality of the fruit of the earth that Cain brought. Simply says that he brought as an offering to the Almighty. Now, Havel hasn't been mentioned yet. So there's an implication here that Cain is the first one to bring an offering. However, there is an element uh, of quality in the offering that's not discussed. You could say that it even implies that the quality wasn't important. He gathered together some piece of his uh, crop, maybe a tenth, maybe some other percentage uh, from wherever he found it, and he brought that as an offering to God. He paid little attention to the quality, as it's not mentioned in the verse. What do we see about Hevel? What does the next verse say? It says in Hevel, he too brought from the choicest of his flock, specifically from the first of his flock and the choicest, and God turned to Hevel and to his offering. So, again, it says that Hevel also brought... This indicates that Hevel was not the first, but this was. But he actually, um, you could say, um, was copying the good behavior of Cain, but he improved upon it. He was careful to bring an offering of quality, to bring from the best that he had. This expressed the fact that this was something important to him, that that God played a central role in his life. On the other hand, it seems to be alluded from the story and the uh, representation of Cain's act that um, that wasn't central to him. It could even be said that Cain approached this in a more self-centered way where he was hoping that through an offering that he would benefit. So it wasn't that he uh, was working with the intention to give to the Almighty, that one of his prime intentions was to be able to bring a good offering? No. He wanted the best for himself, and you could say God was the last on his list. Was it any surprise that God then turned to Hevel and to his offering and rejected Cain's? In reality, it was not. But yeah, let's see how Cain reacts in the next verse, in verse 5. Cain vel and to Cain and his offering, God did not turn. And Cain became ang- very angry and became despondent. So what's the reason for this despondency? Unfortunately, what happens to Cain here is, is really just the tricks of a person's evil inclination and ego. Instead of introspection and thinking about why it was that his offering was rejected, he just becomes angry. He feels victimized. And um, he falls into a despair. All this is unfortunately leading things in a terribly wrong direction. There was no reason for Cain to fall into despair. The answer to the problem was lying right in front of his face. Which leads us to the next verse. And this is ex- because that's exactly what God tells him. Hashem al-Kayin, lama 
And God said to Cain, Why have you become angry? Why have you become despondent? God says the following, If you would improve your ways, you'll be forgiven. But if you do not, then sin is waiting to pounce upon you. Because it's constantly desiring you and wishing to seduce you. But you can overcome it. You can, you can dominate it. So God really gives kind the advice that we all need. He says to him, you can improve. You can do better. If you don't, however, then the evil inclination is ready to pounce upon you. It's waiting for that moment all the time. But even then, even at that point of test, you can still overcome it. You, you can still prevail in the struggle against it. Isn't that what tshuva is all about? Isn't God telling Cain that there is a um, power of tshuva, that you can improve yourself, that what you did before is not the end, and that a person can overcome the mistakes that he made in the past due to his evil inclination? Clearly, this is one of the first sources of tshuva in the Torah.